Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Spain, and we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. We find questions online. We find them in our inbox when our listeners send them. We answer them here. We answer them online, on our Patreon, once a month. And we also answer them on stage. It's us. It's your fuck buddies. We're here. We're ready to go. Dane's looking at him. He's got that fire in him. He's got that dog in him. I got a dog in me? You got that dog. You got that dog in you. What he's talking about is every time I'm not speaking, I want you to imagine me just slamming a hot dog. It's true. It's true. Just getting getting them glizzies. (laughs) He's told me for so long not to eat while recording, and he's just horsing down glizzies every time I'm talking. I don't even know how he has so many in the closet with him. I'm like that guy, the guy who eats Joey Chestnut. I'm the guy who just I'm just dunking it. So you don't hear me eating them because I'm not really eating them. I am just. In the room. No, Dane's doing that because, like, times are hard, which is why, you know, we out here grinding. We just done two live shows in a week. That's why I mentioned the Patreon as well, because Dane has to do, you know, that NPC thing where, like, you go, oh, glizzies, yay, and, like, eat the glizzy. That's what Dane's doing at the same time as he's recording, which is really hard. So if you go on live right now, you'll find him. He's, oh, thank you, roses. Dane, shut up. Yeah. Oh, the fucking, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Have you not seen the glizzy guy? I haven't seen the Glizzy guy, no. I'll, I'll have to send it to you because this guy, will be a lot. Is he the New York guy on the street? No, he's the guy so, who like pretends he's deep-throating the whole time. He'll, no. he, it'll make a lot more fun. Oh, sense. good. Where's like, there is extra Glizzy, activate And he's like, oh, lo, 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 lo. No, that was probably no. an audio delight. Yeah, hated it. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. seeing it. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Where are we going to start? We're going to start here. Uh, this is posted by blank. My 36-year-old, ma- my 36-year-old male wife's 36-year-old female friend, 37-year-old male, played a prank on me on my wedding day over a year ago, and I still can't let it go for some reason. feel haunted by it. feel so dumb writing this, but I also feel so tormented by this, and I don't know what to do at this point. can't get this off my head, and it's affecting my relationship with my wife. I knew our wedding never was going to be picture perfect, but I didn't expect my groomsman, who happened to be my wife's friend, to try to do some underhanded shit to me on my wedding day to set the stage. My wife's friend John was my groomsman. I have my own best friend Mike as my best man. John was basically a stand-in as he's the husband of one of my wife's bridemaids and she wanted it even on both sides. We had a hundred plus person wedding but the bridal party itself was very small. I'm not from the area and many of my childhood friends are no longer on this earth unfortunately. So as far as the bridal party goes it was basically me and my best man Mike and I let my wife fill up with her people to make it even and how she wanted it which is how John ended up as a groomsman. On the day of the wedding my wife and I had not seen each other for 24 hours. She's getting ready with the bridesmaids. I'm getting ready with my groomsman. We had a photographer with the groomsman to take pictures. As I was getting my picture taken, John, my groomsman, mentioned it's funny my wife and I hired this photographer as she knew him from high school and they used to fuck. My my jaw dropped and I was ready to swing on people on my wedding day, but I didn't. I regained composure. (laughs) On people? Just like not anyone in specifics? Just Just on people. Just anyone in the fucking vicinity and this man's gonna throw fucking hands. But he didn't. I regained composure and went through at the wedding with the thought that 
Did my wife bang the wedding photographer she hired for our wedding? John admitted it was just a joke, but they actually kept it going while riding in a car to the wedding venue. It threw off the entire vibe of the wedding for me. From a guest perspective, it was a beautiful wedding, and the pictures and videos came out great. Oh my god, if I could do a do-over, the last thing I would want is my wife's friend as my groomsman telling me my wife banged the photographer. I feel like John totally ruined my wedding day memories and filled them with doubt and anger. I never should have allowed them to be a part of my day. I spent the night trying to figure out what was true and what wasn't, and I should have been able to enjoy the first night of my marriage without that stress and anxiety. When I look back on wedding pictures and memories from that day, I see beautiful things all tainted by one person that wanted to be a toxic piece of shit to me. I try so I like hard. The idea. It's, it's not. The pictures are lovely, except for the groom who's just glaring dead into the lens of the camera. <laughs> or like into the distance. Or like he's like restraining himself from swinging. <laughs> and I try so hard to separate them. And it's so hard because that seed of doubt John planted in my head that day was the last thing I needed to hear before going to get married to the love of my life. I don't think I'll ever forgive him for thinking that was a good idea. Look, I, you're, the, there's like two parts, of, there's two wolves in me. And I I understand, like, yes, was it a shitty thing to do to tell you while you're getting ready for your marriage to be like, hey, your wife fucked that guy? It's stupid. It's not even funny. Like, it's not a joke. It's yeah. fucking weird. It's not good. It's not funny. And it's not smart or cool. Or it, it just generally sucks. Yeah, it's, it's a really shitty thing to do, especially because you're not close with the group. Like, you were sort of like an addition to the, like... You're you're not his best friend. You know what I mean? You're mm. not a close friend. You're literally the bridesmaid's husband. Like that's yeah. your role in the wedding. So like having that kind of like familiarity and inserting yourself and doing something so drastic on a day that really should be focused on like the two people getting married sucks. It mm-hmm. it's the worst. But I there's no excuse for it. Honestly, to me, it's more shitty in terms of like like if you had a bike that yeah, I only have one wheel. That's a shitty bike. Not like a bike that's, you know, racist, right? What? <laughs> as in, it's less shitty as in like, oh, he did a really bad thing to you. I'm more like a shitty and just like, it It was like super lame. Like, it's not funny. It yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, there, it's just like super lame. It's like, it fell flat. I could imagine just everyone being like, what? What do you do? What? What is that? Like, it's not even like necessarily that mean or cruel. It's just fucking weird. This guy's also trying to do a job, right? Like, you have no idea how the groom is going to respond to this. (laughs) Apparently, he was inches away from swinging on people. But, like, even if if he wasn't violent, like, he could have been like, I want you to leave. I don't want you to my wedding. And this guy loses his fucking job. You know what I mean? Or or loses the commission Mm -hmm. or or whatever. I mean, granted, he's probably already been paid. So he was probably like, great, day off. Thank you for the thousands of dollars. Yeah. But, you know, like, it makes it. You open the door for so much bullshit and potential problems for this hilarious prank joke. Mm -hmm. But flip side, to call a woman the love of your life and then spiral because she might have had sex with someone that you've crossed paths with like however many years ago in high school Mm -hmm. is insane. I got to tell you, my dude, she's, she's probably fucked other people other than you. And what? Dane, you shut up. I'll start swinging on people right now. I know that, like, you, the, the cryptic thing of being like, none of my friends are on this planet anymore. That was, is, yeah. It's such an is, ominous aside. Like, is that why you don't understand why sh- there could be people from her past that she's fucked? Because she has no people <laughs> from his past. You're essentially a fucking praying mantis. And the second you have sex with someone, you kill them. 
because they maybe, can't possibly continue to exist. Maybe that's why he was so shook. It wasn't like, oh, he she might have had sex with this guy. It's he's still alive. He wait, hold on. Is he immortal? How how what is true? What is yeah. real? Can people live past? No, that's this poor. I don't know what happened. It's it's such a weird, ominous aside. The yeah. thing is, like, even if this guy had been like, oh, he she's he's bleh, sorry, she's cheating on you with this guy, and yes. he had this reaction, that would still be so wildly awful. Because why would you trust this random dude over your wife, right? But the fact that it's not even that, it's oh. They fully did the thing that they could have done, and the only bad thing here is maybe that she hired them and didn't tell you, which, like, okay, sh- like, it's not ideal, but, like, if you trust her, who th- why does it fucking matter? Presumably, you hired this photographer because they were good. Yeah, and, like, so, again, you're, you're very capable, and hopefully, it, again, if you love this person, you should trust them enough to be like, oh, you've had a romantic relationship with someone presumably at least, like, five years ago. And what does it matter? Like, I yeah. I don't understand people who, like, I've dated people who are very close with their exes. I'm close with several of my exes. And if that was a problem for someone, then I would be like, hey, you need to sort this out or I'm not the person for you because I'm not going to cut people that mean oh, something sure. to me out mm-hmm. of my life. Right. And that needs to be a, a two way street in the sense of like, so what if she kept in contact with someone that she hooked up with in high school? Yeah. Right? She's no, marrying I, I, you. Literally, like, the worst it gets is, like, oh, I would have liked to have known, and her being like, oh, I'm sorry. But again, presumably, you picked this person for a reason, so it's like, unless you're like, wait a minute, is that why she picked him? Which, again, wouldn't make sense, because it's her wedding, that would be an insane move. Like, presumably, they're good, or they're in your budget, or they're available on the day. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't understand why you would think anything nefarious from this, and it's just such a wild, wild, wild move. And the guy even was like, it was a joke. Before you left the room of getting ready and went to the wedding. No. And you... Yeah. He said he kept doing it in the car. Yeah, but he said he admitted it was a joke and then did keep it going. Yeah, he admitted it was a, just a joke, but he kept it going while riding in the car to the wedding venue. Uh, okay. So it's like, he said, oh, it was a joke, and then like kept going with the joke. Again, this guy's not great. He's... He's one of those people that's just like, just severely unfunny. But like, why are you continuing to freak out? And again, this is years later, if not, well, at least a year, right? And you're still like looking back and it ruined your day. It's like, this guy, look, he sucks, but you're the problem here. I mean, yes, you need to, I would say two or three things. Have you talked to your wife about it, right? Bring it up. Because chances are you haven't talked to anyone about this. Mm-hmm. You've probably kept it. You have one friend who may, like might have heard the story, but that's an echo chamber where- oh, his friends are probably, dead. He has one best friend, right? Who's dead, probably. <laughs> he might not have survived. Um, so it's like, you need to talk about this thing. That's how you get over shit. Not bottle it up and keep it in and then like maybe unload on Reddit every mm-hmm. now and then. You know what I mean? Like that's That's not how you progress and get over stuff. If you're just going to hold on to it and not talk about it and not address it and not confront it, then yeah, you're going to feel like shit every time you see your wedding photos where you're scowling, burning the lens or like staring at the clansmen. Yeah. Like, yes, you're going to feel like shit about it. But if you stop and you think and be like, was I having a bad day? Was I? And it's like, look, I've been near weddings a lot. I used to do wedding photography and wedding videography. 
Uh, I did sleep with most of the brides in high school, so I I get it. But it's like you know, emotions run high, right? There's there's a lot going on, so I can understand. I can I will allow you the fault of maybe falling into this while everything is so elevated. You know, everyone has these high hopes. I I will you know let's grant you that. I know I it's it's, it's an easy a, out. The reaction is just baffling. It's it's insane, but. You say that you look back and you're like, oh, everyone had a great time, presumably your wife included. You look at these beautiful photos, and hey, et cetera, hey, et cetera. That photographer definitely had a great time, I'll tell you that. <laughs> then, like, focus on that. Be like, hey, mm. despite the fact that I had a bad day or I had a rough day or it wasn't the best for me, the person that I loved felt celebrated. The people that I care about or that she cares about had a great time. Like, rephrase it or, like, reframe it. It's all about perspective. Right. So try to shift the perspective away from the one thing that wasn't great for you and look at all the stuff that was great for you in in the moment that you might not have realized and for the people that matter to you and to your wife. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that would be the hardest part for me is like if you've already ruined your day and it's like you only really get your wedding with this person once, really, like. I would find it very hard to be like, cool, I fucked up. I ruined my own day by being a piece of shit. Like that I would find very hard to to get over. But like you also can't change the past. You have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if you, I'd like to hang on to it. Seek therapy. Yes. I think for sure this dude needs fucking therapy. But secondly, it's like maybe do like a renewal of vows or like a really fancy anniversary party that can be your like new wedding inverted commas. You know what I mean? Like it's a great idea re-celebrate it in a way that you can then look back on and be like well that day was really nice you know and also hey let your wife know what happened because if you're ever hanging out with that dude that's gonna suck shit for you i assume and it's like if she's like oh he's so weird today it, it would be nice if she knew for you for them for everybody involved apart from maybe this one guy but fuck him yeah because there could be a time where like something happens and she's she might actually ask you if it's cool to invite these people but if she, like, if she knows the history, she could be like, hey, so we're doing this thing. These guys might be there. Or is it cool if I invite them? Like, mm-hmm. would you be okay if I invited them? As opposed to like, if she thinks everything's great, hey, great. They're there without you knowing or like surprising you. So it's like, it makes no sense not to talk to your wife about this. One, hopefully she can reframe things for you. One, don't go in fucking accusatory. Don't be like, I thought you fucked a photographer. That's your yeah. own fucking hangups. That's your own deal. Just be like, yes. look. Your friend's husband kept going on about how you fucked the the photographer, and it was dumb, but it like really upset me because, you know, it's 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 a dumb joke to do to someone. Well, it's, on the it's day a, that you're, it's an unkind thing to do. Like you know, like there was no good intention behind it, right? Yeah, and like just that from someone who should have been there to support you when you were having you know an emotionally fraught day and shit. You like you know that that's reasonable. So let her know that and, you know, I think you, you need therapy. You need to stop letting little things like this snowball into something wild because, like, I don't know whether it's a lack of confidence on your part or if it's a lack of trust in your partner. But, like, if you have issues from previous relationships, you can't let them affect you that much. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of warning signs here of being like, it. someone made a joke about your partner sleeping with someone when they were absolutely allowed to sleep with yeah. and it ruined your day. You want it to turn to violence, and yeah. you are hanging on to it for o- over a year. Yeah. None of those and things are good. That's a bundle of bad news. Yeah, and they're all, like, fully bad. 
You know what I mean? I think we would still be saying the same if the guy had made the joke, again, something way more serious, like she's cheating on him currently. Mm-hmm. It would still be wild for you to be like, I'm just going to start fucking, I'm going to assault this dude. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. So you need to unpack that, preferably in a professional medical, you know, healthcare practitioner, a mental health professional, and, and deal with that. You definitely need to talk to your wife about it because that's going to make you feel better, hopefully. And you need to figure out what you need to do in order to move on, whether that is what Niall said, have another re- renewal of vows, have another sort of like smaller day with the people that really matter to you, or even just your wife. You know, mm-hmm. plan a really good day for you and her and sort of, you know, bring it all together. Or, you know, a- again, like deal it, going to therapy and, and talking through it and, and coming to terms with it. Or what I said, where, you know, you look back and, and try to shift the perspective of being like, it actually was a great day. It was a mm-hmm. beautiful day. And I just got lost in the sauce a little bit. And I'm going to try to refocus on the positives instead of the negatives. Yeah. Man, I have a big question, but I feel like we talked a lot on that one. We did go into a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into it. Well, yeah, I'm going to go into it. This is a big answer it in one, one word. Okay. This is Patron Sate of Narcos. Husband illustrates and animates porn of himself with redheads while I sleep most mornings. Our 20-year-old anniversary is next year. We're between 35 and 45. Over the last 5 to 10 years, I've learned my husband has a hobby of drawing porn. As technology and his knowledge of Photoshop slash After Effects grows, so does his breadth of work. There are multiple characters, all redheads, with names. He has tons and tons and tons of files of these women in different positions, either completely nude with fire red pussies to match, or bodysuits, thigh highs, lingeries. He then animates himself into the porn, fucking them, and most recently, spanking them. I'm also a child of abuse, so spanking is definitely not my thing, but would be even but would even be willing to do it if this stops this. It'd be just one thing if you watched uh, porn once in a while and jerked off. He dedicates hours and hours each month on it. While I'm asleep in the next room, he's up at 4 a.m. to get ready for work, but usually has one to three hours to himself each morning. He's admitted to me over the years that it's a hobby he's always had. If he wants to watch porn here and there, great. Not happy about it, but that would be better than this. I've asked him to wake me up if he's horny. Never has. Asked me to tell me he isn't drawing porn as a thing to turn me on. Never has. I've given up begging and pleading and having massive blowups about this. Now I'm just perpetually sad. We have a good sex life, but I just end up lying awake each morning crying quietly because I assume he's drawing porn again. Granted, he does a lot of good things with his skills too. Video editing, animation for a YouTube channel we have, etc. But I just assume that it's usually, it's porn. I'm kind of a prude. I watch porn like quarterly just because my imagination is fine to rub one out. I would be happy to try new things, etc. If he would just stop spending so much time on it or just ask me for what he wants. I learned now he's paying for a website where you can pose different nude models for art, which he then uses as the base for women. I know where he hides the files and lately I just go and look at the progress of who he's working on next and where he's animating himself into it, into her, and then cry. Look at the file history. I saw he even worked Stuff in the early morning of my birthday. I'm not asking him to never jerk off or never watch porn. I'm just sad and overwhelmed. I'm not planning to leave him or anything, but just trying to imagine my future life where this is a silly or still a daily part of his life. There's not really anyone online that had this issue. Just people bothered by their husbands watching porn overall. So short of a sex therapist, I don't know what to do. I also have OCD and can't stop thinking about it. One note, it usually goes in phases. Sometimes he stops, but not that often. And then she has a list of things of common questions and suggestions. 
I'm not insecure with my body, so that's not why I'm bothered. I don't see it as cheating. I have I had a severe drinking problem in high school. Yes, I met him when I was almost 17 and he was 26. He's not a creep. I regularly met him at bars. Almost 17? I was almost 17, yes. So she was 16, 10 years different. I regularly met him at bars. I never said I wasn't 21 in my hometown. Oh, and in my hometown, girls don't get ID'd at the door. He didn't find out until someone told him and he dumped my ass right away. I just continued to stalk him and bring muffins and it all worked out. I'm so happy in our relationship otherwise. My mom knew his age and consented. She wasn't the one who kicked me out and was happy I had a good, normal person to take care of me when I couldn't be at home. Yes, we are both artists. He does animate and do video editing as well as for a passion project we have on YouTube. He uses his skills for good, too. I have always wanted to be with him for the first time I saw him. It just took a while to figure out who he was. Please stop saying he's a creep for our age difference. A lot has happened when he was younger. Don't have context, too. I got kicked out at 17, but it was for the best. We've lived together ever since. She has no intention of divorcing him. We both lived through the same, through extreme trauma. I struggled with PTSD as a kid and still do. I'm not giving up on anything. I said I do and I mean it. And then there's a lot more of like why it bothers her if you want me to go into that. Well, that's kind of my one question is why does it bother her that much? Okay. I have OCD. I don't like that he spends so much time on it and it's secretive. I end up obsessing about it, which makes me not sleep, which leads to me crying quietly because I'm convinced he does it all the time. And it's hard to see the good art that he does. Not everyone is into kinks and role-playing, and for someone who went through things as a kid, I feel anxious about certain sexual deviations as they happen in my home without me. Yes, I'd feel just fine if he did other things while I'm sleeping. Video games, reading, etc. If he needed to just jerk off here and there while I was slept to porn, great. Like, watch 10 minutes of porn jerking and go to work. I don't like I don't like it, but that would be better than this. I'm just bothered by how much time he, deci- he dedicates to it. I doubt he'd like it if I drew guys pounding me all the time secretly while he slept or wasn't home and tried to hide the evidence. I don't really like porn as a sex aid. I watch it like quarterly. I've even asked if he wants to watch it together and just led to more massive fights. He's guarded when it comes to the illustrations or talking about porn. Yes, a redhead fetish doesn't make me happy or feel good, but I have fantasies too. I just don't look porn regularly to entertain them. Okay. Well, if there's no new information. No. Like, okay. Well, one word, therapy. Yeah, we did it. Like, there's so much going on here, and there's also seems to be, like, a lot of contradictions and so much to fucking talk about, whereas, like, I'm gonna shotgun out a few things. One, I will do the thing I'm uncomfortable with because of my trauma if it will stop this thing. That's not the way to do. That's not the way to go for it, right? Don't do that. Don't traumatize yourself or, like, go through pain or, like, do things you don't want to do. That's a terrible approach, and, like, if you have a problem so bad that you want to resort to something this bad to to even try to fix it, then, like, there are other fucking options, such as not being in this relationship, something you apparently refuse to do for some reason. Two, if you're crying every morning for hours, this is a horrible relationship. Again, purely based on the fact that you're this upset. We don't even need to go into the reason why or anything else, but if you're this upset and you're crying like this, something needs to change, and that could well be you getting out of this relationship if nothing else is working. I personally don't understand why it's the biggest deal. You know what I mean? It feels weird. Like, I don't think it's a very normal thing. But, like, it seems to me that, like, the time that he spends is the biggest concern for her. Yeah. Along with the secrecy, which she seems to know about it. And it seems to be, at some parts of the question, he was very open about it. But now, isn't? Yeah, she keeps saying it's secretive, but, like, she knows about it. They've Mm -hmm. talked about it. Yeah. Like... That's the that thing is, like, is it is it secretive if I don't tell my partners that I'm jerking off? 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, that's not a secretive thing. It's just like, well, this is me time. I'm doing a private thing that doesn't involve you, that shouldn't harm you. So I'm not going to be like, hey, just so you know, hey, baby, just yeah. so you know, I'm, I'm drawing sex things again. But like, like, also, she knows that he's drawing them, and it seems like he's been pretty open. I, again, I don't know the exact words, but like they talked about before, and he has shown her, and like she seems well aware. It only seems like now he's like more secretive about it. But she also says she's convinced he's doing it and doesn't know. But then she says he has secret files and she sees them. So it's like, is he doing it or is he not? Because you say she's like, I'm convinced he is. I don't know. But then she's like, oh, he also is. Yeah, like you're, so you're I, snooping on his computer to like look at the files and yeah, like see so you know again. You're saying like, oh, he's hiding the files. Yes, he has sex drawings. No one's going to put that on the fucking desktop. Like, yeah. he probably has a file folder that like will be unlikely that if anyone needed to use his computer for something or if he's browsing through stuff on his computer that they're not going to be like, here's my like gigabytes of yeah homemade por- car- like cartoon porn. Mm-hmm. So it's that like there's there's little things that seem to be exacerbating the situation that are just kind of like just a private thing and you're taking you're you're taking what's private and what should be sort of like a, a solo individual thing mm-hmm. and getting upset that he's hiding it or it's secretive um, mm-hmm. it, but it's or like, like even being like oh i've told him to like find me if he's horny and like we've talked about that before it's like sometimes you just want to jerk it sometimes you don't want to fuck someone especially like wake them up to fuck them at you know 4 a.m yeah so like there's a lot i can there's a lot i'm confused about I also don't understand the, like, you know, she's like, oh, I have my own fantasy. It's like, okay, but his aren't all right. I wouldn't mind if he looked at porn. I use my imagination. He's using his imagination. He's just drawing, right? Again, I think the drawing thing and the amount of effort is is bizarre. Like, I'm not, you know, but is it, like, malicious or malevolent or or deranged or bad? It's such a good point of being, like, you're sitting there using your imagination to masturbate, yeah, to f- satisfy your fetishes and your fantasies. And the only difference is he's putting pen to paper with his. As yes. I guess, I'm like, is it a little bit more effort? Sure, yeah, sure. But what's the difference? Like, you're coming up with scenes in your head, playing them out. So he's he's drawing his. Yeah, what's, and that's the what's thing. The Un- difference, unless he was like drawing children or something, which I assume would be very fully mentioned in this. Or women that he knows. Like if this, if he was photoshopping like the faces of, you know, yes, your sure. sister or his like secretary or his yeah, co- that would like, be very bizarre. And, and I would understand that. So I just, I just don't understand the hang up on it because, I'll, okay, let aside that has nothing to do with anything. The dude gets up four hours before work, dude. This, I can't hey, even say get up twenty minutes before work. You say that like, oh, he gets up at 4 a.m. to work, but then spends one to three hours doing his sex doodles. Like that to me is the most concerning part. Yes. Is, you know what I mean? Like the the fact that he's potentially losing sleep in order Mm -hmm. to do it, because I assume it's the only time he has to do it private. Yeah. And then that if he's spending that long, it it does have like, like addiction vibes or something. Right. That's that's the only thing for me is there is like an obsession addiction thing where like mm-hmm. he needs to do this at the detriment of his own health. But like you've talked about things like, oh, I'm not a big fan of porn. I wouldn't be happy if he watched porn, but I would tolerate it. And that is that's my like you were like, oh, I'm also a prude. OK, yeah. well, 
Like that's your own problem. And that is yeah. something that you should seek out to. I don't want to say like if things aren't your bag, that's fine. But if, if things that aren't your bag, then get sort of like pushed onto other people and they're not allowed to do what's in their bag yeah. because you're not cool with it. That's not okay. Yeah. And it does feel a little cheap to be like, oh, I'm not okay with this thing, but I'd be more okay with it when it's a thing he doesn't do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if he was watching porn, maybe there'd be something else you'd be okay with. You know, like, you know what I mean? I feel like but it's very easy to say you'd be okay with something when you're also a, saying you're not okay with something, you know? Yeah, it's like a trickle-down thing, because like, okay, great. He gives up the drawing. He's he's not going to do it anymore. But now for the next five years, he's going to wake up and, and watch porn. Yes, you, and like, oh, it's a redhead. And like, okay, you're, you've already said you're not going to be happy about it. Yes. Right? Like you've you've literally put that into words, being like, I wouldn't like this. But he's going like I'm gonna get him to do the one thing I don't like the most into something he's not gonna like. Mm -hmm. You're still not liking it. Right? Also, so you haven't solved the problem. You've made it maybe slightly worse or better. But I also not don't solved. imagine if he woke up and spent his three jerking hours imagining people, I feel like this is the kind of person who would then spiral being like, Wait, what's he imagining though? I think that would actually even be worse because she wouldn't be able to see. Yeah, it's like maybe I'm maybe I'm casting aspersions. I don't know, but it feels like that from this thing. And I think there is a root problem and maybe some other problems. Again, if he's spending all this time, I think that is an issue. But like she doesn't seem concerned about that necessarily more that it's like time he's not spending with her or like time being secretive. And for all we know, he's doing other shit, right? I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, oh, he. I don't know if he's doing it every time. You know what I mean? Like he could yeah. be waking up to do this passion project to or to animate whatever. the stuff for the YouTube or to yeah. work out or shower or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I just I feel like there is a different issue at play here. She laundry lists it. She yes, goes there's there's a lot. The, she goes through all. Like, are you seeing a therapist? You have you PTSD. You have oh, oh, oh like OCD. You have a, a traumatic past. You, yeah, like there's a laundry you list of things you were like that you were dealing with fucked up shit when you were young too as well yeah so it's like, like you you have this like huge list of things that are currently impacting your life are you doing anything about it or are you hoping that your partner is 100 responsible for tailing their lives to deal with your personal baggage mm -hmm. and i'm not I also one is a me thing i also wonder if like this is one issue has become like a scapegoat for everything else because yes. it feels like way too much is being put on this unless yeah. there's something we're not being told but i can't imagine after a lengthy explanation they would leave anything out yeah so i i think i mean the same answer as last question you need to see someone about these issues you need to talk to your husband about it and lay it out plainly and don't get upset don't freak out don't accuse him of anything and just being like mm. here's why this upsets me. yeah and then listen to his response and understand where he's coming from if it literally is hey this is how i find sexual release in my private time you need to accept that as an answer if you're not willing to accept it then you may have to consider the fact that this relationship isn't for you yeah and then and you like also need to see a, a mental health professional about mm. all of the problems that you are still grappling with because they're not making things easier for either of you yeah and i think like it's worth like putting yourself in their shoes and like examining yourself as well because you know think about it 
you imagining and having your own fantasies is not too different. No. In reality, you know what I mean? So it's like, yes, his are a little weirder, but like, cool. I mean, the only thing like we know for sure that is weirder is the fact that he puts it on paper. Or you know yes. what I mean? Like he, that, yeah, he manifests. That's what I mean, we have no, we have no idea what this woman fantasizes. Yes, fetishizes that's about, right? also very we true. Have, we have no idea what's going on in your head. So it's very easy to stand in a a house and throw stones when we mm-hmm. don't know if the your your windows and walls are glass. Yeah, for sure. So there's a lot going on here, but therapy is, I would say, a must. And if if you were 100 percent committed to n- making sure this marriage works, you need to do it together. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to see a sex therapist. You need to see a sex counselor, someone who can sort of help parse this as a impartial third party mm-hmm. to help the negotiation between why he's doing this, why you're upset about it. And if there is a middle ground. Yeah. And also just like it seems like you've been able to talk about the issue before. And I do not think you're gaining anything by keeping it to yourself currently, which it sounds like you are. So talk to him, like Dane said a few seconds ago. Yeah. All right. Next one. Damn, this, is this a two-question episode? Let's, uh, get three. Let's get three. Okay, pick one or three. two or three. Three? Okay. Three. I was by oversized plushie. Feel used every time I date. I'm female, 21. Shake my head. With every guy I dated has made me feel used afterwards. I would have sex with them because I like them, hoping for something more, but they would say no. With my last relationship, that lasted a little over a month. I feel used for sex. He ended things so heartlessly, and I don't know what I even did. I want to cry. Is that it? Oh, sorry. There's a little, there's an edit. I did not expect to skip any comments. If possible, look at my last post where I talked about my previous relationship. Boyfriend left me abruptly without having a conversation. Last combo was me trying to hear him out and talk about how the relationship felt one-sided despite him asking me to be his GF. We were together a little over a month. I said if he needed more time to let me know, but this was the last time I was reaching out because he wouldn't talk. He basically said to never talk to him again and not show up to his place, and he's done. I don't know why he acted this way. He's never been aggressive. I mean, aggressive is a harsh word. He wasn't he might have been an asshole. He might have been a little blunt, but uh, we're also getting the one side of the story. Um, I, unfortunately, you've described dating. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. I don't think that you've been used. I think in this case, there is a very clear problem. And it's, I would have sex them because I like them. Great. Good. And yes. hoping for something more. Okay. But hoping for something more is fine. Feeling like short change when you don't get that something more isn't, especially if you then feel like you've been used for sex. I think this boils down to if you want to have sex, have sex, but have sex to have sex. Yes. And sex that's is it. not the, the worm on the hook that you're exactly out. If you're using I'm, sex as bait to lure people into a relationship, you're going to have a bad time. Well, like the irony is then you're almost the one doing the like using, right? Mm hmm. Like, you're not being, I guess, genuine in your interaction. It's like, if you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. If you want to have sex, have sex purely because you want to and you, you know, like, and then you've done what you wanted to do and you've gotten what you wanted out of a situation. And it's like, and the also, other stuff doesn't hinge on that sex, right? So then you're not going to feel used for it because you did it for yourself. And don't it's, assume that just because you've had sex with someone that they have to, that that sure. means that a relationship is... Like, it's not the same. If that's if that's how you think, if your process is like, I only sleep with people that I want to date, mm-hmm. that's fine. But you need to know that that's not everyone's situation. And that's not how everyone approaches sex. Some people yeah. have sex because, as Nell said, they want to have sex. 
Yeah. And yes, are there going to be people out there who will lie to you just so that they can have sex? They'll say all the things they think you mm-hmm. want to hear or that you want to hear so that they can have sex? Of course there is. But sure. there's people like that in in every regards. It's not yeah. It's not an exclusive thing to you. Probably everyone's dealt with that in some facet. So uh, it's it as now said like using sex as a means to pursue a relationship with sex being the the bait then you're not getting used you're just being unclear and and not being genuine with yourself like the only person using you is yourself yes so do not do what you don't want to do and if you do don't have like a secret like this is only okay if in the future we date you know what i mean yeah. Do it because you want it. Or don't do it. And then you won't feel used. Yep. And then if you're like, oh, people won't date me because I don't want to have sex until we're exclusive. That's, yes. I also understand that because I yeah, would never get into a relationship with someone that I hadn't slept with. Yeah. But I'm sure you could find them. You know? Yeah. Like, get some religious dudes, you know? Again, I don't think it's the best way forward, but hey, eat to each their own. Oh, there are plenty of men out there who... Would love to know that you are not sleeping with other people. Yes. Yeah. I think it's time. Let me do a quick look and see if I have a, a real quick question that we can pop out. Okay, this is, a, this is a quick one. Last days of forever. How slash when to tell a girl I have hyperspermia. I have hyperspermia, which means I come way more than the average dude. Some girls like it. Some are grossed out. There's never a good way to bring it up that it's not awkward. But surprising someone isn't great either. Hyperspermia. I didn't know it was a thing, but it is. I didn't know it was a thing. Damn. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that's like, this would be a lot of fun, but I also understand, I don't know, like, I'm always happy when it's, when it's a particularly good come. A good harvest? Yeah. Yeah. But again, I would not want to deal with that jerking off. No, I also like, (laughs) it it depends just how good they're talking. You know what I mean? Because like, I produce a good crop. I, I don't feel like I need much more. You know what I mean? Like. So I'd love to know, like, yeah, I need, our, I need like a fluid ounce measure. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Because like, are, are we, we talking, talking like a shot glass? Are we talking a pint glass? Like, what are we talking about here? Because I think that I don't know what the average. What if I have hyperspermia? What if you have hyperspermia? What if we both do? You don't even know. One person's spermia isn't necessarily. I can almost guarantee you, I do not have hyperspermia. I also could guarantee that, but I definitely don't have. Lazy spermia. I don't know. What's, what's hyper? Hyper? What's, what's hyper? Antispermia? Antispermia? I, yeah, I don't know what like the, the average amount of, of cum is, but the, I think warning people, hypo, I would bring it up. Hypo is the opposite of hyper. So hypospermia. Okay. Hypospermia? So it seems to say a normal sample is about two mils. And a, okay. that, that doesn't sound right. And then a full one is about six mils. Okay. Yeah, I could, I could see that. That's about like, wait, no, because like twenty five mils is like what you usually take for medicine, right? I'm fucking no man. I don't. I only know ounces. Can you do a mil to ounces? Yeah, sure. I would. That maybe it's just a like. I'm a bartender. I don't work in fucking milliliters. So you said six? Yeah, that's bullshit. Six, that's a six milliliters. Is that's nothing. Point two. Yeah. Ounces? Nothing. No, that can't be right. Do we have, have hyperspermia? <laughs> Do we have hyperspermia? Maybe it's just a weird, like, because I was just looking at a, uh, okay, hold on. Hyperspermia is when the ejaculate is above 5.5 mils, and the opposite is hypospermia, which is semen volume less than 1.5. Okay. 
feel like five point five isn't even that much. Yeah, that's less than six. So like, I think I, I could like easily fill next like, time a shot glass. Next time, easily. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could fill a full shot glass because I think we're we see it it's, it's like, different when you see it spread out. Yeah, yeah. But like, what are we talking about? Well, but even then, like a fifth of a shot glass is six mils. Yeah. And that seems like oh, nothing. I, I feel like that's... God, I'm going to have to come in a shot glass later. Fuck. I 100%. That's all I'm thinking about is feeling like, hey, I'm going to go. Well, we'll do it for you guys. Yeah, we'll post it on Instagram. Is that allowed? <laughs> we post, can we post shot glasses? We'll substitute it. We'll, we'll do it and then pour the similar amount of milk so that you can really make sure, you know, you'll know it's not it. I'll use shampoo. <laughs> To really make sure, you make sure it's now, me. Hey, the problem is my shampoo is like a dark gray right now. It's a Dan's very ill. Dan's it's very ill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So is my cum. Don't worry about it. I feel so bad for the man that has to edit this. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> let's go to let's go to the Tinder Tinder zone. At the end of the episode, we like to hop onto online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and we go through the profile, see Wait, what works, see what doesn't work in an effort. Never answer the question. What? Oh, yeah. Just tell them when you're about to have sex. Yeah. Just don't say it on the first date. With sex, is probably fine if you have a condom, right? I hope. I don't know. It fills it up like a balloon animal. I would say, like, if you're about to do stuff... You know, usually you will be kind to be like, hey, I'm about to come while it's happening before it's like way before that point. You can be like, hey, just a heads up. I come a lot. So keep that in mind. Like, you know, do you want me to come in your mouth? Do you want to wherever? And just be like, it is also a lot. So, you know, no one's going to be sad about a heads up. And I think it has to happen before sex. Right. Yes. Because well, I'm saying like you would say this like I'm saying there's always somewhat of a conversation anyway. Right. You yeah. want to know like where you want to come and you want to give them a heads up when you're coming. And I think it happens before those two things. So early I would, on, I would, I'd just be like, hey, I come a lot. Yes. I like as it's getting hot and heavy, I would be like, hey, just a heads up. I tend to come a lot. Um, so don't be alarmed. If you want to grab a towel ahead of time, yeah. that's cool. We'll put it down on the bed so we don't make a mess. Um, and then I would say if they're really into, you know, having being come mm-hmm. on or having it in their mouth, I would say Let's do it on the belly or the tits or the ass something first so you can gauge. Because mm-hmm. if someone's like, like, I want it on my face or in my mouth and you're just like a fire hose. You're like, girl, like, this is six mils. And they're like, that doesn't seem like a lot. And they're like, hold on. Seem like much. Yeah, a shot class. <laughs> you're going to have the exact conversation we just had. They're going to be on yeah. Google. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell them ahead of time before you have sex. Don't preempt, like, don't tell it on the first date. Be like, hey, yes. I just need you to, like, don't, it's not a fucking hey, terminal. Yeah. Uh, Michael, nice to meet you. Yeah. I come a lot. I just, I'm mills. My spermia? Mills. Hyper. Oh, you see, you want to do shots? So a fifth of this. Yeah. How, this doesn't you, seem like much. I know, right? Can you swallow this whole shot? This whole <laughs> shot? Can I pour okay. this shot on you for a second? No reason. Could we get maple syrup, actually? All right, let's let's get on. What do we want to do today? Tinder, Bumble, Hinge? Uh, let's bumble our way through this. Like, we've been doing the whole episode. <laughs> For the past, get out of here, Bumble. I don't need to confirm my... Oh, my God. Well, we did it. This is Ren. About me. Not looking for anything too crazy. Just a husband and have a couple kids. If you're not serious about it, don't bother. The world would be a better place with more empathy and compassion. 
The quickest way to my heart is tacos. I quote too much from Harry Potter and Shrek. That's super bland. I thought it was like a joke at the start. Like, a husband and a couple of kids, but I, I don't think it is. But even still, like... No, it's also I've, not a funny joke, so... I've seen it so much now. Like, that is, like, the new thing. Ever. Like, mm-hmm. the amount of profiles I see that on. So it's, it's not, not funny. So it's, it's gonna not be, funny or original. Like, it's only it's gonna be a fail. It's going to be a five for me. Maybe a, It's going to be a four because it's so bland, it's like off-putting. The only shred of light is her quoting Shrek, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's getting a 10 from me. Uh, this <laughs> is Simone. Uh, about me. Multilingual. Constantly learning, learning new languages. Trained in classical Hindustani Sangreet while working in politics in India. Prior to that, I dabbled in Italian opera for some years. My idea of a good time is reading a book or listening to music in a park. Or tequila. If I could only eat one meal for the rest of my life, it would be brown rice, chicken, broccoli, and cottage cheese with kidney beans and hot sauce. And that's it. That started so strong, but that meal sounds kind of boring. <laughs> but I, 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 they sound very interesting, and I like that. They sound smart. They sound fun. And at least it's personality. I'm giving this an eight. Yes, you come across as like traveled and uh, intelligent, and but like fun. Humble. And it doesn't seem fucking like yeah. raggy or like there's no like if you don't know at least as many languages as me, swipe left. You know what I mean? Like yes. there's none of that shit. It there's just not even like, like they're not even like self-aggrandizing. They're just they're just like, yeah, it's cool. Like I like this. I like yeah. that. You they worked in politics. They were like opera. Uh and then the Aunt tequila is such a good like end to that. Yeah. You open the door it, for a lot of conversation. Yeah, right. And it almost like you you could go too boring and proper, but the anti tequila really takes the corners off. Uh, this is Lily. They only have one right prompt. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna give that a nine. Yeah, I think that I I would like a little bit more, a little bit more personality. Like, the only thing that I would like to see is what book you're reading and what music you're listening to. Yes, that would be really good. It's our our nine out of ten. Like uh, our our thing is always like the devil's in the details. If you're gonna say you want to listen to music. Hit me with a couple bands. Hit me with a couple genres. Give me that, right? Like, that's what we want to see. This is Lily. There's only one prompt. Favorite quality in a person? Someone who's genuine. Whoa. 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 She, a 10. That's amazing. I've never thought about liking or wanting genuineness. I didn't. That's insane. Damn. I just keep saying, I want people to come six mils minimum. I just want someone who can do a full shot. That's it. Can you fire her? How good are you at shooting liquor? That's all I need to know. Thick, thicker liquor. Uh, it's the fucking zero. They, like I know I usually reserve zeros for like offensive shit, but like no, this just sucks so hard. Mm-hmm. Don't love it. I have that last one. This is the last one. This is Hiva or Hiva. I'm gonna say Hiva. I don't like Hiva. Um, not nature lover and outdoors. This is about me. Soft heart for animals. In brackets. All into deep and meaningful conversations. Oh. Mindfulness, easygoing and balanced, bundled with two dogs. Or is it a dog and a cat? Um, not really good at writing bios, so I thought to summarize small parts of my interests. Uh, is that it? Those are all the prompts. That's it. That's all we yeah, get. You, you aren't great at doing prompts. It's like a five. It's a bland yeah, five. It's, I a, hate, it's a five. I like deep ch- fuck off. Uh, that's That's it. Um, thank you very much for listening, friends. That is our episode, and we are very glad and happy that you spent it with us. Yes, we are. Thank you if you came to the show. 
And if you didn't, we'll be doing another one. So come to that or else. Do it or else. Uh, Please go join our Patreon and show us a little bit of support because we are working our butts off every day too often, actually. Uh, Every day we're hustling. And we love it, but we would like to love it and not go poor. So, yes. Patreon.com forward slash F buddies. Go on there. We get an extra episode every month and our entire back catalog of extra episodes, which is like a lot. Just so many. So many. Uh, And they're fun. And we're about to record another one right now. So you're never going to know what crazy stuff. There are things I was going to mention this episode, but then we went too long. And now I got to put them over there. So if you want the other half of your episode, there's one way to get it. It's on Patreon and we love you. So thank you to everyone who is supporting us already. You're like incredible and you've made it so that me and Dane haven't gone broke and that's incredible. So thank you. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song Paper Stars. And thank you for the piece of shit that uh, wrote this really terrible bad sex writing about to read out. Can't wait. Don't worry. It's a Twitter post and you know, oh, by attractive incel, actually, you can absolutely owe someone sex. If you get treated to a date and go home with the guy, you owe him sex. Now, things can happen and you might change your mind, which is okay, but that's on you. You should be apologetic and understand that you're the one reneging. Damn, it is 100%. Hey, you know what? I'm finding the glimmer of hope here. I'm finding the the nugget of of light of him actually being like, you're allowed to say no. (laughs) But you're just, you got to say sorry because you You have to apologize for it. I do like the fact that you're not saying that like, no, once you go on a date and they pay for everything, you have to fuck them and no's not an option. So progress, I guess. It's it's weak, but hey. We'll grasp to anything. It's such a slippery slope these days and I'm happy for any foothold that we can get. Uh, Thank you very much, friends. be sure to grab a shot glass and yeah. uh, come in it and make sure you DM that privately to Niall. He's very interested yeah. in seeing. I'm on Twitter at, at Daniac. That's not my Twitter. Fuck. I'm at on Instagram as at Daniac. <laughs> and um, uh, it, honestly, if anyone tells me the mill, that's fine. If anyone sends me a picture, I'll be very upset with you. We're, we're calling the cops. My name is Dane Miller. And my name is Niall Spain. And we've and been your fuck buddies. Come in some chocolates. <laughs> <laughs>